We're talking about again tonight, talking about the fear of the Lord. Lord willing, we'll be closing out this little part of the fear of the Lord this next Sunday uh, morning. But uh, because of moving on to where the Lord wants us to in the next step in this wonderful process that God is carrying us on in this journey as we reach out toward the Holy Spirit. But, uh, but on the fear of God tonight, I want you to, to begin to think about what the Lord has done in your life through the fear of God. Well, what, what wonderful benefits has been in your life personally simply because you fear God. Uh, you're a God-fearing person. <laughs> I mean, that's what they used to classify us as Christians. They classified us as God-fearing people. And because we're God-fearing people and we have this sense of fear. Now, let me say, God has not called us to be afraid of Him. But God has called us to fear Him. And that means I reverence the Lord. I honor God. There, there's not anything in our heart that wants to go against God. The fear of the Lord teaches me that we want to be like God. And in the fear of the Lord, it teaches me that if, if I lean toward God's way, if I, if I will obey God, things will work out well in my life. The fear of God teaches me that if I don't obey God, if I lean the other direction, things will not go well in my life. So that's what the fear of God is teaching me. Now, the Bible says the first benefit, well, one of the first ones I want to mention tonight, I've got about 40-something in my notes, so I'm going to mention about four uh, tonight, if I could, for you. And then I'm going to talk about how the Holy Spirit has personally, in my life, been a blessing to me through the fear of God, and hopefully that it will provoke memory in your heart how God has wonderfully blessed your life through the fear of the Lord. The first area that we could talk about now, out of the 42 or so that I've got just listed in my notes there, let me say that there, there's over 400 scriptures in the Bible that deal with the fear of God. Old Testament, New Testament, and heaven that deals with the fear of God. That's a lot. Now, if, if there's something in the Bible one time, that's good enough for me to believe it. If it's in the, pardon me, if it's in there two times, then I say, well, God's trying to get my attention. If it's in there three times, I say, whoa, let's build a doctrine <laughs> right here. But when I think about a subject that would be so important to God that he would put in his Bible over 400 times, that's because God is trying to let me know this is important to God's heart. So it's important to God's heart if that I would come to be a greater God-fearing person, not a God-afraid person. In fact, the fear of the Lord that's working in our lives is based on our love for God. And uh, the, the fear that we have is that, that I would ever disappoint Him, uh, that I would ever displease Him. I, I tell you, I don't know about you, but God's done so much for me, I don't want to ever fail Him. That's my desire, and that's the fear of the Lord inside me that, that, that teaches me that. And the fear of God comes along and says, I, I don't want to never displease Him. And things that God doesn't want me to say, I don't want to say. The fear of God teaches me that. The things that God doesn't want me to think, I don't want to think. I, I don't want that. And when the, when the enemy is multiplying my life, then I'll, I'll begin to fight that because I fight the enemy to help the fear of God in my life. That's what we're going to talk about Sunday, in fact. 
about the battle going on in the process of it. But, but tonight, we'll just think about the wonderful benefit. Now, the, one of the very first benefits that's mentioned in the Word of God, dealing with the fear of God, is that God gives us spiritual knowledge. Uh, there is such a, a host of spiritual knowledge, the Bible says, that comes into the life of God-fearers. And I don't know about you, but out there in the world, and you're dealing with things in accordance with the worldly knowledge, uh, we all, the fear of God teaches us, man, I need to have some spiritual sense in this thing. I, I need to know spiritually what God wants me to do. And that's what knowledge is. That God, knowledge tells me what to do in a situation. And so I want that. And the Bible says that that comes into the lives of people that fear God. So I say, God, I fear you. I, I mean, I don't want to go the way of the world. I don't want to try to solve this with my own intellect. I don't want to try to figure this out. God, I want to do it your way. Amen. So I want your knowledge in me. And the fear of God in me causes me to draw that to myself. Now, the second thing that we can mention, and not only does the fear of God give us not spiritual knowledge, but it gives us supernatural wisdom. Uh, in fact, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs and the book of Psalms that, uh, that it's really the beginning of wisdom. That there is no wisdom without the fear of God in your life. If there's no fear, what I mean? You're looking toward God. You trust Him. God knows about everything. That, see, when I have the wisdom of the Lord, that I'm recognizing that God is the source of my life. And God is the source. And, and He's the only one. That he's, and the Bible tells me not to fear what man can do to me, but I fear God because God is the one that can take care of me no matter what man's trying to do to me. So the, so the wisdom of the Lord. So not only does God give me spiritual knowledge of telling me what to do, wisdom comes along and tells me how to do it. How to be a good father, how to be a mother, how to be a pastor, how to, how to be a laborer, how to be a worker, how to be whatever it is that God's called you to do. That's the wisdom of the Lord. And for a person, for a Christian person to have good sense, you got to have the wisdom of the Lord. It's what you got to have. This is the way God does it. This is the way God ordains for us to do it, you know? This is the way God... Sometimes people try to handle their finances on their own. Other times they try to handle their marriage on their own. Other times people try to handle their jobs on their own or their circumstances or raise their kids on their own. Let me tell you, there is a higher source than you. And that source is the Lord. And the, the fear of God teaches me to lay aside my wisdom and to lean toward the Lord. Say, God, I've got to know how you want me to be. How you want me to handle this. How you want me to get out of this mess. Have you ever prayed that kind of wisdom? Lord, help me how to get out of this mess. How can I turn this thing around? And you find that God is a powerful source. Amen. Into every situation. So the second thing one mentioned is the wisdom of the Lord. Now, the third thing that... God, and I've listed my little list here. The third area is God gives us a supernatural weapon against sin. Uh, because, see, the, wisdom, the fear of God teaches me that if I give my life to sin, things are not going to end well. Because sin is the opposite of God. God is holy. <laughs> you understand? So sin is the opposite to God. And so if I, so the fear of God teaches me that, 
The fear of God. In fact, the fear of God pulls me over here away from sin. And I just pray that, that, that you are allowing that fear of God to work in your life because it's a supernatural power that God gives us. And one of the great supernatural powers of itself, it gives us a power against sin. That you can look at somebody else and you can say, I can't quit. You can't look at your pastor because I know God can help you quit whatever you need to quit. Because I know that God has the supernatural power that comes through fearing God. If, if I fear the Lord, there's a supernatural grace in my life to pull me out of sin. Now, I said, remember, you know, that's one of the very first ways that I recognize the fear of God in my life. I remember back all those years ago that, that the sense of that feeling, that, that sense of that feeling that I didn't want to do what I had done. I didn't want to be a part of what I had been a part of. See, some people, they don't allow the fear of God to be real in their life. They keep hanging around the same people they hang around with. They keep talking the same talk they used to talk. They keep acting out the way. And it's not long for their doing and living and really being just like they used to be. But see, we don't have to do that through the fear of God. The fear of God is always teaching me and strengthening me and giving me grace to come out from what I was and to be what God has made me and be what God has created me into being. And, and, and to not only that, but God's, the fear of God teaches me that I don't have to be that low-down, rotten, good-for-nothing fella anymore. I can be the person that God has created me to be. And if I will begin to accept, because fear of God teaches me that. The fear of God teaches me, I see you for more, Jerry. That's what the fear of God says, says to me. That I see you for more. I see what my grace can do in your life. See, the, the fear of God will keep you. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 18, that uh, Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and he saw work on the wheel. Well, I want you to know I've been that work on God's will. Has anybody ever been that work on God's will? God's trying to build us into something. God's trying to make us into something. And I, the, the fear of God keeps me on that wheel. Even when the, the, the issues develop in my life, even when lumps of clay and, and things begin to be marred in that vessel, and I have been marred many a time by disobeying God. But I'm here to tell you, the grace of God through fearing God in our life keeps us on the wheel until we get it right for the glory of God. Until the vessel can finally become a vessel of honor in that way. So, it's a unique power against sin. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 20, it says, don't be afraid. That's not what God's telling me to do. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of God. Don't be afraid of God, what Moses said. For God has come in this way to test you. God doesn't want you to be afraid of Him so that you can fear Him and will keep you from sinning. That's what it says. So you can fear Him. And that is the test. That's the test of the fear of God. That's the test of the fear of God. If you can sin against God, if you can do that which you know is displeasing to God, and you not have any remorse, I dare say that's not the fear of God in your life. You understand? But if you, if you find yourself 
doing that, speaking that, allowing that, that it's against God, that fear of God begins to work in you. And that fear of God begins to convict you. And that fear of God begins to draw you back to what God created us to be. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a unique weapon that God's given. Now, the fourth thing I want to mention too that fear of God brings to our life is that God brings the mercy of God. The Bible says that those that fear God, they have a supernatural work of mercy. Now, I don't know about you. I know you're Mr. Dudley Do-Right, and you did it right all the time. I can't say that because a lot of times in my life I've done it wrong. Even though I had the fear of God that was trying to pull me out of sin, I'd wade right into it. And in the process of it, it took the mercy of God to rescue my life. But I want you to know that I'm a trophy of God's grace here tonight. And I'm a trophy of God's mercy because the mercy of God keeps working in our life. But the fear of God, it causes me. See, see, when I find myself in those places where I'm needing the mercy of God, the, the fear of God causes me to fall on the forgiveness of the Lord and fall on the love of God. And the Lord says, I give mercy to those that fear me. Amen. So God has such a wonderful gift. Now, we're going to talk about uh, the, the verses that tells us that God, those that... But that fear of the Lord, they have life, they have real life. And I tell you what, I've, I've tried to muster up some fake life before, but it's better to have the real life of God working in your life. And the Bible says that comes out of it. Then the, there's protection for you and for your children. The Bible gives that promise. That said, in fact, it says, whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress. Are you tired of being vulnerable? Are you tired of being vulnerable to the enemy of what you're doing being vulnerable? It's that whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children it will be a refuge. Isn't that a powerful promise of God? I tell you what, if you're a parent here today, you ought to have the fear of God in your life just so to take care of your kids. That's what this word says, that said it will be a secure fortress. Some people that dabble with the fear of God say, well, you know, I know that I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to tell you what, that's a dangerous place to be. But not only is that a dangerous place for you, that's a dangerous place for your kids. And that's a dangerous place for you to drag your family into. I tell you what, it, it, it's, not much, it's not much love for you to, to drag your family through a den of, of lions. But that's what happens when you don't fear God. And so what we do, we want more of the fear of the Lord working in the way. So then I begin to, uh, I want to close with this. I want to talk a little bit about how the fear of God, how I, how I begin to first fear, feel the fear of the Lord working in my life. Boy, I remember as a, as a young Christian that I remember what it felt like before I was saved. I don't know about you, but I can remember what it felt like before I was saved. I can remember the lost feeling, the undone feeling. I can, I can remember the, the, just seemingly that there was uh, no hope. I guess that was the description of uh, my life without Jesus. It was just like no hope. I just could not have, I couldn't muster up any hope in my life. But through when I gave my heart to the Lord, immediately there came a supernatural work of God's grace in me. And all of a sudden, I began to trust in someone I'd never trusted in before. And all of a sudden, I knew. That's why the fear of God is so good. Because it's not something you're trained in. It's something that happens 
it comes out of an experience with God. To where I knew I could trust God with my life. I knew. The fear of God. That's the way I first felt the fear of God. I felt the fear of God as God began to pull me away from people that I had been with. And then I felt the fear of God pulling me out of the language that I had taken part in. And then I, even though I was just a brand new in the Lord, I, I, could, I could feel God pulling me out of the thought that I had given myself to thinking. And I can remember the, the feel of that. The feel of change. <laughs> and the confidence that I had put my life into someone that I could totally and completely trust. That fear of God began to work in my life. It began to pull me away from even family members that I knew wasn't good for me anymore. It began to pull me out of situations. Man, I tell you what, the fear of God had to work on me. He pulled me out of my job that I had been doing for years and involved in illegal things on that job. But immediately, I got saved on a Saturday night and that next day, I made the decision I was going to leave that job. Because the fear of God told me, I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> I'm not like that anymore. I remember the bid for my life. Satan was on his roulette table, man. And he was putting out the chips for me. He thought he could buy me off. <laughs> he thought he could offer me enough. But you know what? <laughs> the higher his chips got, the greater God just poured chips on top of me. <laughs> oh, the fear of God, man. The fear of God. The fear of God kept working. Still yet, the fear of God works in me. I feel it every day. I feel it when I'm in a conversation. And I know that I shouldn't be thinking bad about that person. I know I shouldn't. And the fear of God is working in me to pull me back from that. I feel the fear of God when I'm in a conversation and I begin to say something, do something, act in a certain way that I should not do. I feel that same thing I felt all those years ago. I feel the fear of God working in me, pulling me away from that, pulling me out of that. But then not only do I feel God pulling me out of that, I, I can feel the fear of God working in me, pulling me to the right things, pulling me to the right people, pulling me to the right conversations, 
pulling me to the right things to believe. I mean, it becomes such an issue that, that in our mind, the fear of God teaches us. It becomes faith or not faith. Trust or not trust. And all of a sudden, I find myself complaining. And immediately, I can feel the Spirit of God. I feel the fear of God saying, that's not you anymore. <laughs> that's not you. Where's your trust in me? Where's your trust? So I feel the fear of God every day in my life, just like you do. It's the spirit of the fear of God is teaching me to trust Him, to lean on Him. <laughs> He's is teaching me to go God's way, not go my own way. It's teaching me not to lean on my own flesh, to trust God. But I say, God, this flesh feels so good. <laughs> but God said, that's not your way. That's not your way anymore. You fear me. You honor me. You honor me in your words. You honor me in your thoughts. And you honor me in your actions. You will honor me. Praise God. Lord, I want to thank you for the goodness of God that you have worked in our lives, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for that fear of God that you have put. Thank you. Never leave me. Never leave me. Never leave me. Never leave me to my own thoughts. Never leave me to my own knowledge. Never leave me to my own flesh, oh God. Never leave me. Pull me, God. <laughs> Fear of God, pull me. Draw me. Compel me. Restrain me. Constrain me. Oh, God. <laughs> make me into the person that Jesus died to make me. <laughs> make me into the person. If somebody here tonight need to repent of a certain thing that you've been allowing in your life, why don't you just stand right where you're sitting? If you there's something that you need to repent of there's something you've allowed in your life and man I tell you the, 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 the fear of God it just teaches us to, to be careful with God <laughs> the fear of God always teaches us to be easy with God I mean I, we're careful with the Lord we, we, we never we narrow, never allow our failures to go unresolved with God we never allow a temper to go unresolved with God. We, we never allow those things to go unresolved. These things must be resolved at the foot of the cross. They, they must be. The fear of God teaches me that I, I can't waste this. I, I, I must. I must. I must. Does anyone else need to stand? Anyone else need to stand? Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you have made it so easy 
you made it so easy for your redemption to work in my life. You've made it so easy, Lord, for me to allow redemption to work in me, God. The fear of God has made it so easy, Lord, for to allow redemption to work in me. As I repent, redemption works, God. Changes. Takes my failures and turns them into something else that only God can do on your great will of grace, God. That takes my wrongs and turns them into something wonderful and beautiful, God, that can can only be worked on your great will of grace, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming this particular situation. Thank you that the grace of God and the mercy of the Lord and the blood of Jesus is redeeming this particular situation, God. Making it as if I never failed, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. Let's just, we're going to close by just. Can you turn turn that up for me just a little bit, Billy, if you would? Turn it up a little bit more. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of sing in the spirit here just for a moment. And we're gonna allow this spiritual flow of God. I'm so glad God gave us a supernatural language and a supernatural song and a supernatural way of thinking and a supernatural way of believing and a supernatural way of trusting. I'm so thankful that God gave us a supernatural life to live. I would, man, life would be a bummer if I had to live it the way normal people live. But God's made our life supernatural and given us supernatural ways to live it. Lord, we love you. Oh, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Yalola Maria Torabare. Darabandio Torabare. We love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Sandio Torabare.
love. I can't live a day without that wonderful prayer language that God's given to us. Because the Bible says it glorifies God. I want to glorify God, but a lot of times I don't have words to say. But when you begin to just minister to the Lord in the Spirit, the Bible says you're speaking the language of men and angels, but you're glorifying God. God bless you. You have a great rest of the week, all right? God bless you. Thank you for being in the house, Lord.